If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show as hope everybody had a really great holiday as 4th of July is always one of the great times. We're that much closer, by the way. We're less than a month, guys, from the first Nebraska practice. Team reports August 1st. Practice 1 is August 2nd. So we are getting there, Robin, as Robin Washington and Nate Klaus join me here for the Husker Online Show. The end of summer always quickly approaches and... It's you know bittersweet because obviously I love football and I love football season and I love covering football and talking about football and doing all that stuff, but I also really summer. <laughs> enjoy summer and just being laid back. So it's 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 a trying time and I'm going to enjoy these last few weeks for sure. Yeah, it's always it's kind of a it's hard to hard to kind of get through that because <laughs> you'd like to have a little bit of downtime, but but. When you're talking downtime with football, it's it's usually not a not a great thing. Or there's there's other things that could be better uh, to having downtime with than than football. Yeah, exactly. So, we, we would actually have to work for a living. I mean, that that yeah. could be a potential scenario. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, <laughs> that that would be bad. Um, but yeah, so it's yeah, it's, it's going to be here before we know it. The it always seems like the last couple of weeks of July just fly by, and then next thing you know, you got fall camp starting up. Well, and conference media days, I believe, start up in the SEC um, coming up here and. That's really the unofficial start of it. The Big Ten media days won't be until later in July, but um, it, it just it comes up so quick on you. And, guys, one of the things I wanted to open up here as we kind of look at big picture July topics, because that's what July is about. It's about big picture looks of the team and the season. I wanted to discuss captains for Nebraska. I really think you're going to have a very interesting dynamic on this football team as you kind of start to look ahead where they go towards for the leadership, mainly because on the senior class level, there just aren't very many guys returning, particularly on the offense. In fact, when I look at the offensive side of the ball, I don't know if you're going to have one senior offensive captain. Let me read the names to you on scholarship. Christian Gaylord, Jerron Woodyard, Mike Williams, Kanani Noah, and that's it. Those are your only senior scholarship players. Wow. Now, um, White Mazur is a senior and not on yet for the fall. He could potentially be a guy to watch with his what he's meant to the program, but there just aren't any seniors on this team on paper. And, you know, Scott Frost came from an era of Nebraska football under Tom Osborne and Frank Solich where only seniors got to be captains. Well, that changed under Bill Callahan. We saw even under Bo Pelini, uh, I think Taylor Martinez was a captain as an underclassman. 
I think without a doubt, you're going to see that with Adrian Martinez. There's no doubt in my mind he will be a captain as a true sophomore, which the first time that's happened since. Don't know. Joe Daly. Oh. <laughs> oh. Boom. Elite company. Yep. I mean, Nate was a part of that. I mean, that yep. was a weird – when Joe Daly was named the captain, he never even had started a game. It was almost like Bill Callahan saying, we have to have our quarterback be the captain that year. Yeah, it was kind of that was kind of a forced deal. Pilkington was a sophomore captain that year yeah, too. Yeah, Pil- and Pilkington. Yeah, I mean that was it was just a strange dynamic all the way around with that team. Uh, boy, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. Just thinking back to that, uh, you didn't know what you had. Like nobody knew anything about anybody. You know, I mean, you had coaches trying to figure out the roster. You had players trying to figure out the coaches, and um, and and I think that. Anytime you're you're going through a transition, there's always you want to play things a little safe. You don't want to you don't want to ruffle too many feathers, and so you kind of let uh, at times at least you you kind of let the players decide some of that stuff uh, instead of maybe sending the wrong message right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we certainly saw that early on and uh, under Mike Riley with too. Tommy Armstrong. Yeah, right. um, and so. Yeah, that was that was an interesting time, but I don't think I mean that will not be why Adrian Martinez is the, the a captain. This He's the leader of this football team yeah. as a true sophomore. Exactly. I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable the type of person and, and leader uh, that he has become in such a short amount of time. And I mean, his his talent's undeniable, but to it's been a long. I feel like it's been a long time since we've had a quarterback at Nebraska where not only is he uh, a supreme talent, but that he's an actual leader. Like he's an actual, like mature, intelligent leader that, that from day one, I mean, and it's not forced. Yeah. That wasn't Tommy. That wasn't Taylor Martinez. I mean, really you go down the line, maybe what Joe Gans, Joey Gans. Yeah. But not at this age. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't know if there has been a guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. If there ever has one to the level that Adrian Martinez is, I mean, you guys said it. he is the face of the program as a true sophomore. I mean, that, I, that's a short list of guys that you could say Very that about short. in Nebraska football. And so uh, th- th- as far as the leadership as a whole, especially on offense, uh, while you don't have that senior leadership, there are younger guys that fully embrace that role and are perfectly capable of handling that. Just look at the junior class that they have. I mean, Farniak, Hymas on the offensive line, J.D. Spielman, Jack Stoll. I mean, they, they go down the list. There's, there's guys that I think are more than capable of being vocal leaders that can control a locker room just because of the dynamic of, of the roster. I mean, the fact that you don't have a lot of seniors to compete with where those guys are the veterans who have been as battle-tested as anyone on this roster that um, not only have earned that respect but are capable of handling it and knowing how to be leaders, not just being thrown into that role and expected to just kind of figure it out as they go. And that's what makes this season interesting to me just because – you know there's some material here, and you know there's more coming in every year um, with what they're doing in recruiting and development of guys. But this year, you know, it's just not there in the senior class. There's only 24 total seniors on this roster, and that counts walk-ons. Um, so you've got 150 guys on this team. 126 are juniors and younger. 24 are seniors. So it is a extremely young locker room. Um, but after Martinez, I don't know what the next captain would be on offense. Would you go with a I mean, Spielman from a talent standpoint? But that's not his personality. No, I so mean, he's a quiet dude. That I don't know if that's that's a role that he would th- naturally gravitate to. Do you go to a Mazur? Jack uh, Stoll, I think, is one. Maybe Stoll or Hymas. Yeah, one of those linemen. Yeah. Mike Williams hasn't done enough, in my opinion. 
No. Yeah, probably no. not. Farniak, I think, would be a good one. Yeah. But do you want to have one senior on offense? That's the debate, and that's where you know they're they're going to take Martinez to Big Ten media days. I think defensively, it's a little bit more. E- it's easier. You got Muhammad Barry. Yeah. Yeah. And then insert one of the Davis, Davis twins. twins. Yeah. Or both. I mean, or, who, or even both. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they might have. Maybe they have three defensive captains and one offensive captain. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked to see that. Carlos Khalil, Muhammad Barry. I mean, even Lamar Jackson could yeah. could have some. Especially with the turn he took last year. Yep. I mean, there were a lot of guys that respected the way he handled that whole situation. And I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's not just how good you are, how long you've been a part of the program. Is do guys respect you? Uh, and so, I mean, uh, Damian Jackson. Do we mention him? Anyway, yeah. So, I mean, th- th- there's so many guys that I think you can point to I can see defense. him being a captain when he's a senior and he'll never he's never played it down a significance yeah because it comes down to that point of respect I mean every player in that locker room looks to Damian Jackson as a leader I yeah. mean, he's the guy that drives the offseason when he talks people are going to listen no doubt to he's the guy that's sending texts to everybody said we went four and eight for a reason last year and that's not happening again yep. I mean he's the guy that's kind of pushing Muhammad Barry to be that guy they I mean, better hire him at Nebraska oh, in some sort of strength room role oh. I mean, when he's done, perfect. if he wants, Robin's I mean, about to run through a wall oh, right man, now. I'm fired up. I'm fired up. <laughs> Him and Chris Walker. I mean, those two guys. Yeah, the, yeah. They've if they're not if they don't have like a internship at least or like a graduate assistant yes. role in the weight room immediately after their They'll careers are over. Yeah. Scott Frost loves Damian oh, Jackson yeah, for sure. All right, so we're gonna agree on Martinez, Muhammad Barry, one if not both the Davises. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you want to throw out there? Gonna, we're going to go back and, and go back on this discussion as we wrap up this opening segment. Offensively, I mean, I'd probably roll with Hymas yeah. and Martinez. The only reason I say Farniak is because I remember just some Greg Austin stories. He's a little bit more vocal. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. I think he's more geared towards that take-charge type role where Hymas is a lead-by-example type guy. But, you know, again, I think from a talent standpoint, you would go Hymas. But Farniak, from a vocal leader standpoint, I think has the edge there. All right, we're going to get into the schedule next. As uh, We're going to spend two weeks doing this, uh, but I want to go over Nebraska's first six games Get some early realistic thoughts from both Robin and Nate. We'll go over that next here. You're listening to the Oscar Line Show.